Welcome to A Wild New Work, Ecological Guidance for Your Career. This podcast is about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, and it's all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm your host, Megan Leatherman. Hello, friends. Welcome to almost Taurus season. I'm recording this right on the cusp of Aries into Taurus. Um, And this time of year is all about giving our energy, our dreams, our inspiration a container or a shape. So anything that you've been dreaming about or imagining for yourself this year in your work life can begin to take material form if it hasn't already, can really begin to um, come into being, into something tangible. I like to think of it as like a time period where we can become makers or like craftspeople um, and presenting our our work in a way that's um, really aligned for us and enjoying the process. So uh, really giving our dreams and our desires a shape, giving them material form, making something real in the world is kind of the best, highest use, I think, of this time of year. And to truly do that, to really enjoy that process, really create a career that's aligned for us, we have to take questions about our worth out of it which is really hard in our culture. In our culture, meaning uh, dominant white Western culture, there's this obsession with utilitarianism, with productivity, with efficiency. Like, is something useful? What is its value? Can it be reproduced quickly? Can it be, you know, sold to millions of people? Can, like, how much are you producing? So, in that context, it can feel really hard to remember that our worth has nothing to do with any of that. And even though it's hard, we have to try. And that's what I want to support you in doing today is to really free yourself from the story that says that your inherent value lies in what you do for work and how you do it and how, quote unquote, well you do it. Um, So I'm excited to share with you today. Um, I have three quick announcements to share first. One is that um, this is a big deal for me, but I I don't think it will really impact you too much. But I wanted to let you know that I have sort of rebranded myself and my business as a wild new work entirely. So I'm moving away from MeganLeatherman.com to awildnewwork.com. Um, and you can read more about that on the website, but it's been a long time coming and I'm really excited to do this work and kind of give this dream shape and to call it by its rightful name and kind of take the business out of me and not make it about me as a service provider, but as something larger than that, um, which I believe is a new way of working and a new way of relating to our careers. So um, you can visit a slash about to learn more about that, but just wanted to let you know in case you visit the website that that has happened. Um, the other thing is for those of you in the Portland area, um, I am hosting a guided nature walk um, on Saturday, April 27th from 9 to 11 a.m. And it's called Rewilding Work. And it's essentially a walking guided meditation, forest therapy, or forest bathing experience where you will get to bring issues that are facing you in your career to the wild world and to look at them from a new perspective and to spend time kind of 
reconnecting with the outdoors and with your uh, with yourself and kind of putting work in its rightful place and looking at it from a more grounded centered viewpoint so I think that's going to be a really beautiful lovely experience and I hope you will join me if you're free Um, like I said the next one is April 27th and there will be another one on May 11th if you can't make the one on the 27th so you can go to a wildnewwork.com to check that out in the show notes or uh, look it up on Eventbrite it's just called rewilding work The last thing is for everyone and anyone who is interested, I am doing a 30 days to happiness at work challenge. And I don't love the word challenge, but that's kind of the nomenclature that seems to most widely be used. So it's essentially a 30 day um, series of invitations for you to really shift the energy in your career and step out of any ruts that you find yourself in and really build some momentum this spring and give yourself a shot at really enjoying your work and what you do day to day, not to, not because it defines your self-worth, but as an expression of your inherent self-worth. So these will be, um, emails every morning with a tiny, but really powerful tool that you can use to switch things up and to really shift the energy and get things moving in a, a healthier direction. So, um, I would love it if you join me for that. The link is in the show notes and that will start on May 1st. So the month of May, we will be really radically shifting things for ourselves in our work lives. And I'll be right up there along with you. So check that out if you'd like. With that, I'm going to read us our opening invocation. So wherever you are, you can just sort of settle in, take a deep breath See if you can get even heavier in your body, really connected and supported by the earth underneath you. May this episode and each of us that are listening to it be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible and I'm grateful to the Chinook people who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. Well, on Friday, April 19th, we have a full moon and then on Saturday the 20th, the sun moves into the sign of Taurus and will be there until May 20th or thereabouts. Um, And... I love the sign of Taurus um, and I love this time of year because it's really about enjoying spring, enjoying the things that are blooming, enjoying the longer days, the warmer weather, um, and really working with the earth. Like if you think of it as a time of planting and cultivating and tending to what's already planted, it's a really um, beautiful, like rich very presence oriented time of year. Um, and when I think about kind of what's possible in this bubble, in this period, um, I think about cultivating resilience and really cultivating that rootedness, that presence in the earth, that ability to draw up resources and be strong, um, strong enough to enjoy our lives, you know, maybe not all day, every day, but to no matter what's happening to really find that inner state of peace and calm and groundedness. Um, I think resilience is about really tending to our bodies, which of course are the vessels by which our work happens, right? We don't have a career without our bodies. 
Um, and when we want to tend to the projects or the possibilities or our careers that we're excited about, all of that takes time and attention, right? It's not fast work. It's not obvious to other people we're doing it. It's not celebrated in our culture. We're doing the small, tiny, but required things to tend to our inner garden and cultivate that strength inside of us. And that's a lot harder to do if we don't believe we have a right to do it. If we have bought into the belief that we have to keep doing, keep producing, keep serving in order to be deemed valuable by ourselves or by others, then we're not going to take the space we need to deeply and truly take care of ourselves or even to enjoy our lives, enjoy this present moment. Which means, of course, that our work usually starts to feel unsustainable because it's a huge energy drain. It's become about proving ourselves to everyone else instead of cultivating that inner power and inner centeredness and letting work be an expression of that. Um, This topic is really timely for me because I'm in what I call my integration week, which is one week every month where I get off of email and social media. Um, And I've been doing this since last summer, and it's um, equally hard and wonderful. So um, I shared about this a little bit on Instagram, but it starts off pretty good, like feeling proud of myself for doing it. And I do feel relief not being online and having more time and space. But then by the middle, I'm like, (laughs) really have enough tough time um, and noticing how much validation I believe I get from things like, you know, email notifications that someone signed up for something or bought something or uh, social media likes or engagement. And without that, without that sort of constant trickle or reminder that someone out there thinks that what I do is worth doing, it forces me to kind of recenter and really look at like, okay, why am I doing this? Who am I doing it for? Am I too deeply equating my self-worth with my work, which is a constant struggle and has been um, since I've worked for myself and long before that, because this stuff starts young, right? Many of us look for our self-worth in our work, in our productivity, and what we put out into the world and how that's um, perceived by others. The reactions that we get from other people are often the measure by which we, uh, or the yardstick by which we measure ourselves. And this starts really young, right? We're social creatures. So when we were born, we, we have lots of tools as infants to try and figure out what the person across from us, whether it's our parent or grandparent or whoever, figure out, like, am I getting what I need? How do I communicate with this person? Is what I'm asking for okay? Um, And we start to be socialized, to look for approval and um, connection with other people, which is really lovely. But in our culture where there's this emphasis on utilitarianism and productivity and, you know, what do you contribute? What do you produce? Um, that can be, start to look like uh, being in school and seeking the approval of every teacher or feeling like your grades weren't measuring up or are you popular enough or are you athletic enough? And really continuing to seek that as children through school. And then, of course, we 
grow up, but don't grow out of this cycle. And we land in workplaces in our careers where we are constantly seeking validation or proof that we are worth our existence through our careers and whether or not people view our skill set or our strengths as valuable, how much are they willing to pay us for it? Um, can I move up? Will I be promoted? What work am I worthy or able to do? Um, so it, this is deep stuff. Um, and if we can begin to look at it and begin to tease apart this kind of blob of, <laughs> of you know, yuckiness, then we can be well on our way to really being present and being available to enjoy our life and our work, right? Because in order to do that, to be present, to enjoy what we do, it requires at least an openness to self-acceptance outside of what you do. Um, it requires at least an openness to looking at your self-worth as something that lives outside of work. Um, I know it may not be easy for each of us to start there, but we can at least be open to considering the idea that our worth lies somewhere outside of what we do or produce or contribute. And what I mean by self-worth is really the value that we believe we hold, um, whether we believe we have a right to be here, whether we believe we have a right to take up space, whether we believe that we're um, inherently good or bad or good enough or not good enough, really that internal narrative or that internal sense of um, evaluation and where you feel like your value lies. And when we look for our self-worth in our work, it's possible that we're not going to find any because other people may not like what we do or how we do it. Our skill set may not be as valued in this society or in this time as it would be in other times or in other societies. But does that mean that we're inherently worthless, that we have no inherent worth, that we have nothing to add or to share or contribute? Of course not, right? Your value, your worth is completely sovereign from what you do for work. Your worth cannot be touched by anything that happens outside of you. It can't even be touched by you or your worry brain or the part of you that might believe that you're inherently broken or bad. Your worth is untouchable. It's non-negotiable. Every organism on this planet is valuable and worthy of being here because it is here. It's that simple. An organism's presence alone is important, and nothing lives in isolation, so, so everything contributes to the ecosystem in some way, even without trying, just by virtue of its existence and its desire to survive, it contributes, right? A fruit fly in your kitchen may not have any utilitarian value to you. You might even not want it there or try to kill it or get rid of it. But that fruit fly is one of many, many organisms that help things like produce and fruit decay and be recycled into the ecosystem. Those decomposers are critical to the survival of everything on this earth. They play a, a very important part, right? So just because we don't see what they do as valuable or we see it as bothersome doesn't mean that they don't have a right to be here. Right? Your pet may not have any clear utilitarian value. It may not produce anything, 
but it still deserves to have a nice life and be respected because it's here. This belief that we have that living beings only have value if they contribute to what society deems as valuable is a sickness. And work is one of the most common places where this sickness or this epidemic shows up. And it gets tricky because work as we know it now is inherently about value and productivity, right? We exchange money in return for a product or a service or a skill set. So in this country, in the United States at least, to earn money requires that you produce value for someone else. And if you can't do that, your options are you know, to live off uh, wealth from your family, to receive welfare from the state, to, um, uh, to you know, scrap by through other means. Um, but in our society, the ability to earn money is deemed very valuable. So we place a high social status on those who do so, even if they do it in really shitty ways, right? Like wrecking the earth or taking advantage of people. We hold the executives of BP oil in higher esteem than someone who receives welfare from the state just because those people, those executives are perceived to add value because they're able to earn money or produce something that this society and its fucked up uh, mindset has, has deemed valuable, right? But no one's worth is greater because of what they produce or don't produce. Your self-worth actually has nothing with your net worth or what you make or your social status or how much you produce or your job title or the company you're at, none of that. Ideally, our work is an outgrowth of the self-compassion and resilience that we cultivate internally. Your self-worth and your value, again, is non-negotiable. It's just, it's like not even up for questioning. So even though humans have really wreaked havoc on this planet and we have a lot of cleaning up to do. We have a lot to answer for. Each of us is still valuable and we can still be a blessing, a positive contributor to the ecosystems that we're a part of. So if you find yourself in this loop of feeling depressed about what you may or may not be contributing or the um, social status equated with the work that you do, or if you feel like Um, you're doing work that's not being recognized and that's feeling like an identity crisis or feeling really hard, I want to share three ways to begin sort of separating our self-worth from our work. Um, And one of the things that I always start with when I'm in this kind of loop is to ask myself, who am I without work? Or who would I be if I couldn't work? And this is, I think, really powerful. I think, um, you know, I don't wish anyone any harm or um, illness or anything with this question, but I think it's really powerful for us to consider, you know, if we were incapacitated in some way where we were not able to work in the way that we do now, where we weren't even able to meet our own basic needs, what would remain? You know, who would you be if you were no longer able to contribute in the ways that you do now? And early on in this work, that can be a really scary question. And you might notice that your body sort of recoils at the thought. But I encourage you to let this question kind of process inside of you because 
it will show you where you're at on the spectrum of equating your worth with your productivity. If that thought feels terrifying, you can't even almost can't imagine what it would be like to not contribute in the way that you do now, then you may want to spend some extra time doing the work to separate your self-worth from what you do, what you physically produce or contribute or how you serve. Um, Another tool that I use when I'm in this kind of spiral of feeling like I'm not good enough or, you know, if people don't do this thing or buy that thing, it means I'm bad or whatever, is to really turn my focus outward and find appreciation, cultivate appreciation for another living organism. Um, It's usually too complicated to do with other people and we don't want to overcomplicate the brain because we're in a cycle of, um, we're in a, a sort of brain mess already. So we want to keep it really simple. So I focus on either plants or animals. Like if I'm in this loop that where I'm feeling bad about, um, how people are responding to something I do in my work life, I can just like sit and look at like my jade plant. Let's say I can look at that plant and appreciate its presence in my home. I could seat myself in gratitude for the little white butterflies I see around my yard. Really getting grounded with other living beings who have no question about their worthiness or their right to be here or their contribution is really powerful in shifting our perspective and it interrupts that mental loop that says we have to find our worth in work or in how people respond. Um, So changing the narrative and finding something that's alive that doesn't question that, that doesn't have that mental loop or that story is really powerful. The final tool that I'll share relates back to my integration week exercise. Um, So in that week and this week that I'm in now, I deprive myself of the things that I cling to in order to feel validated, which is mostly email and social media. So for one week every month, I don't let myself, I won't check to see if anyone has signed up for anything, if anyone's liked anything, bought anything, none of that. And it's a really important reset for me. I need that time to come back to myself and remember that I don't need any of those things to know my place in this world. It's really important that I do that regularly because I still live in this culture that says I'm not worth anything if I'm not producing, if I'm not making this much money, or if I'm not engaging this many people, or I'm not, if I'm not, you know, at this ranking in my career, you know, or this, um, if I'm not this far along in what I do, right? So we have to take action, do something that may seem sort of radical to create space where we're not constantly buying into that, where we can step away from it and look at it from a different perspective. So you may not be in business for yourself, or you might have different ways than email and social media that you seek validation or markers of your self-worth. And I encourage you to identify those, get really clear about what they are. It could be that you seek approval from your boss or you're placing a lot of importance on whether or not people want to network with you. Um, It could be, you know, LinkedIn or Instagram or who you go to lunch with, wherever you look for in order to get those hits of validation. That is a place that I encourage you to regularly cut yourself off from. It could be asking from asking for feedback from your partner or seeking approval from friends, Um, whatever you do to try and kind of reach outside of yourself to 
prove that you have worthiness and value, I encourage you to regularly kind of cut yourself off from those resources so that you can come back to yourself and, and notice how you feel and interrupt the mental loop and kind of remember that none, nothing outside of you can define or um, lessen your worth or your value for being here. So um, I encourage you to try something um, sort of rigorous to separate yourself from those ways that you seek validation. I think it's always interesting to consider who we would be in our lives if we knew without a doubt that we deserve to be here, that the world is happy that we're here, that we are an important part of the web of life, you know, not from a place of um, ego or putting ourselves above anything else, but just remembering that we play in a, an important part in this ecosystem, even if we can't see what our contributions will lead to, even if other people don't see our contributions as, as valuable as those of other people, um, we absolutely play a role here. Every organism plays an important role in its ecosystem, whether or not humans or anyone else can recognize what they're doing. So this time of year, we're really looking for true stability. We want to give our crops the best shot at growing this summer. Right? We want to give our intentions and our lives and our careers the right kind of energy so that we can watch them grow. Not because those things define us or because we need to feel we need them to feel good about ourselves, but because they can be a way to our careers can be a way to support our material needs, make our little corner of the world a better place for ourselves and for all living beings. And our careers can be a way to express ourselves. But it has to come from that internal place of centeredness and self-worth first. Because looking for that external validation and equating our value with what others think about us in the workplace is a huge waste of energy. You owe it to yourself to be free of that, to really steep yourself in your inherent value, regardless of what you do for work, how it's received by others, how much money you make, how it looks, or where it takes you. You are so much bigger than that. You're bigger than your career. Your career is important. Of course, I believe it's important. I believe it's sacred, but it's not where you find value. Um, it's a way to express the value that you already know you have inside of you. So if feeling bad about yourself because of your career has been an issue for you lately, and for many of us, it's a constant kind of um, thing to look at, I encourage you to get rigorous about this and really look at who you would be if you couldn't work, you know, or make an effort to regularly admire or be around other living beings for a few minutes every day who don't question their value or their inherent self-worth, or to even cut yourself off from the things that you use to try and prove your self-worth, like social media or like validation from other people or, you know, approval from your peers or your boss, you know, this is serious, deep work, but it will only serve you as you build a career that's an expression of your worthiness. It, it can only help. And, you know, Taurus season is such a beautiful time to cultivate our inner power. We can be like the, the cow in the meadow that's munching on grass and just really deeply enjoying her experience. Um, 
listening to the wind in the trees or the birds, enjoying the blue sky, we can be that and we can cultivate that power to become like the bull who has tremendous momentum once it gets running and tremendous power to break through obstacles, create change and to be free. So we can be both of those things, but it starts by remembering that no one else gets to define our value that because we are alive, we have that already. And it's, um, it's ours, whether we believe in it or not. And our careers can simply be an expression and outgrowth of that. And that's when I think things start to really change and really be become beautiful and meaningful. So that is what I have to share with you, my friends. We're a little shorter than normal today, but I feel like that's fine and that this is complete and that's what I wanted to share. Um, Happy full moon. Um, I hope you get big in your beauty today, just like the full moon. And I will see you again near the new moon in May in a couple of weeks. So be well. Thank you for being here and I'll talk to you soon.